Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis. I'm a certified executive intercultural and life coach and trainer. I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 12 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice, and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, this podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. Hello everyone, welcome to this special episode of Women Abroad. Today we celebrate the first anniversary of the podcast with nine ladies I interviewed this year. We'll go around the table to answer four questions. Hello ladies, welcome back to Women Abroad podcast and thank you for accepting my invitation to participate in this special episode. It's great to meet you again. I hope that you're all doing good. We'll go around the table and hear from you about your opinions on these questions. My first question is, how does living abroad and immersing yourself in other cultures help you grow? Vladiana, you took part in my first episode. You are from Romania and you currently live in Brussels. You choose this question as a start. Uh, hello again, Françoise. It's lovely to be on this uh, celebratory episode. Um, concerning the question, I mean, except for the obvious of uh, having to learn a new language or having to be exposed to a different administrative system, which, of course, might be different to what we are used uh, to from our uh, countries of origin, I would say that... Uh, Living abroad actually expands uh, our capacity to be self-reliant, to uh, be self-confident, because uh, especially if uh, we live abroad alone, uh, then we are actually challenged with a variety of uh, things, such as, uh, you know, regular interactions with the people around us and having to establish healthy boundaries or on the contrary to explore our uh, limits and to overcome them. We uh, get to learn, or at least I have come to learn that uh, despite our differences, despite uh, different cultural backgrounds or religious backgrounds or way of thinking, in the end, all of us are aiming for the same thing, to just uh, make our lives as pleasant, as easy, as beautiful, and as uh, rich as possible. So uh, since all of us are building towards the same goal in the end, I think it's nice to learn that uh, you can, in fact, rely on other people in this journey, whether you have known them before or you're just getting to know them. And despite the fact that you have to be your own person and you have to, as a young woman abroad, Uh, create your own experience and find your own voice, you can enrich the world and you can be enriched as well by interaction with the world around you. Thank you. 
Hello, Stephanie. Hi, I'm Francois. You took part in my eighth episode. You are from Indonesia and you currently live in Geneva. You also choose the first question. Would you like to express yourself about this question? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, I'm not sure if you have listened to my episode, but I really hope that you do. Um, so living abroad it really helps me to be more flexible. It gives me um, opportunity to uh, expand my horizon and getting much wider perspectives, uh, especially in understanding the society from different cultures. Um, so, for example, when I used to live, the first time I left my home country of Indonesia, first time I moved out, I, I stayed in the UK for eight years. It really brought me a totally different way of uh, living from where I used to be. And um, it was North Asia and it was in a developed country and it gave me such a huge um, fun to get to know these people in the UK because it's a melting pot from different areas of the world and I met so many people from different, different countries. And then I moved to Korea where it was much more conservative but there were such lovely and open-minded people and I learned how to live with them in an Asian culture, in East Asian or Korean in particular. So by getting to know people from other, other countries, from other culture, it gave me um, uh, an insight to the way they live and different sides of um, uh, habits and their custom of living. So I learned how to respect others' opinion and others' behavior. And now I am in Geneva, in Switzerland, and yet again, totally different place. And it's a massive opportunity for me to learn and to understand and to respect this beha their behaviors and customs. So great. Developing your agility as a person, that, that's important. Probably a lesson to learn. Hello, Akin. Hi. Hello, Francoise. Mm -hmm. You took part in my sixth episode and you're from China. When I first interviewed you, you were living in Luxembourg. You're now back in China. I think that you'd like to share your opinion about the question number one. So I'll let you express yourself. Hi, um, living abroad uh, really helps me grow. I still remember uh, when I was abroad, uh, I was only uh, 22 years old. And in, at that age, uh, living abroad, everything is new for me, different environment, different people. And it's really a big challenge for me before I was really a shy person and I'm afraid when I'm talking to others. So in this way, living uh, abroad, it makes even more difficult for me. You mean the language was a barrier? No, no, it's, it's, not, it's not about the language. It's, I think it's what, it was a kind of a character of my personality. So it's... Uh, well, well, especially with, uh, uh, with, with someone that I'm not very familiar with. I'm shy, I'm timid, uh, I'm not very talkative. And I was afraid that if I say something wrong, some other people might not feel good. Or it's like that, yeah, it's, it's kind of personality that I think more for others. But later, I think at some at some uh, at what at some point, 
I feel like communication is not something that you have to always let people feel good. Uh, it's also express yourself. Communicate also means exchange minds. It's also like what we are doing for the uh, episode. Uh, I would like more people uh, know what others or what way be experienced and maybe they can get something from it or even nothing from it, they just be happy to hear it. And in, in another part, I became more independent. I became more mature from, from the spirit part. Now I think I uh, start to focus on myself. With time, I, I try to read myself. So what I really want and also what kind of life I really want. Before, I, I was paying too much attention about my drawbacks. I was always would like to improve myself. So in this way, it's like, I, I'm not saying that uh, we should not improve ourselves. We should not uh, uh, make pro progress. There, there's another way. It's like, it's ancient. When every day, if every day when you woke up, you see, oh, come on, Haichin, you are not good at this point. You are not good at that point. You should improve it. You should go for this. You, for, you should go for that. I think from time to time, this kind of thinking is good. But if you always have this kind of thinking, it really makes you anxious, desperate. So it's, it's, it's not a good state. For me, at least, uh, there was a time that I'm not feeling very well. So then I am trying to focus all more about myself. And I'm trying to accept myself. Uh, nobody can be perfect. So you have to accept it. Accept what you are. Yeah, and with this part, then I'm starting to see my advantages. Yeah, and in this way, then I starting to be more confident. And I think this part is really a great experience. That's great. Very personal touch. Anja Lazuka Banach has joined us today. Hello, Anja. You took part in my seventh episode. You are from Poland. And after living in Northern Ireland and Oman, you are now back in your country. You opted for the first question. Would you like to share your opinion? We are listening to you. Two things, really, that I'd like to um, share. Um, the first one is that I think things have, uh, you know, things become much clearer. Like a, a lot of a lot of them do become clearer. Uh, like for example, the place that I'm from and and how how much it's made me into who I have been um, but also the you know the um, the realization how much how much I'm made of of certain cultural norms and and assumptions and how much I can flex uh, or, or adapt these norms and assumptions and and possibly even change them to to adapt for a for a particular situation that I find myself in, so yeah, these are the the two things that uh, that that's how I see myself 
myself grow as a result of, you know, living in, in a different country, different countries. You stretched the boundaries and um, your own boundaries when living abroad? I'd say I did to a, to a considerable extent, yeah. Does it still impact your life today? Uh, it's a good question. I think it does. Um, I think it, it is impacting it um, all, all the time in, you know, in the sense how I, I guess in the sense how I, you know, see other people that, that, that I, that I'm in contact with, you know, and it kind of allows me to see them in a, in a different light. And I don't mean only people who are, you know, foreigners, but even like the local people that I'm, you know, um, I come in contact with, right? So I think it's, yeah, just changes my perspective and allows me to see people in a, in a different way. More positive. <laughs> More positive. Oh, so you mean people from your own country, you see them in a more positive way? Yeah, in a, you know, positive maybe is too, 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 too general uh, word, but uh, by that I mean just more, more compassionate way. <laughs> That's... How I would put it. That's interesting. Thank you, Anna. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Estefania Martin is with us today. Hello, Estefania. Hello, Francois. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. You are the young woman I interviewed for my 11th episode. You were born and grew up in Venezuela before moving to Tenerife and Rome for your studies and then an internship in Belgium. You are interested in the question number one. So what would you like to say about this question? Well, I believe that living abroad had created a new face in me. I think it definitely made me become a better person with more empathy and open my mind to situations that I didn't understand completely before. And I'm sure living abroad is an experience that can change your life for good. And not only makes you stronger and independent, but also sensitive in many issues that surround you. And also, I strongly believe that living abroad helps you to connect to other cultures. But somehow, at least for me, um, it got the chance to awake emotions that I never thought I have from my own country and my own culture. Interesting. Great. Thank you. Let's now continue with my second question. How do you think women all over the world can express their voices to contribute to a more united world? You were inspired by this question, Stephanie. That is a really interesting question. I really like it um, because, you know, to voice our um, intention, to voice our, um, what we have in mind, I think it's not it is not enough if it just keeps like talking to people to share what we have, but we also have to show it. A more united world will be more achievable if we respect others. And one way to contribute to that is through our action and through our behavior. We can voice it. We don't have to deliver speeches. We don't have to um, uh, share with others every single day through words. Yes, we do that one, that part as well. But on the other hand, we also have to show it that we, we really act on that. 
we um, through actions we could achieve a better world, a more united world, and we basically learn and give to the others. So we don't just say it, we don't just voice it, but we act through it. I think that's my perspective. Mm. And what would it mean at your level? In my level, um, say for example, I'm in my workplace. Um, it is very multicultural environment. It's a diverse community, and um, I meet different people. I talk and have um, have meetings with different kind of people from different countries, from different cultures, and etc. Um, one culture might act differently from the other. Say, for example, if we if we say something about a word that we ask them to do, we ask for their help, for example. Some people might be uh, might be very straightforward and say, sorry, I can't, I can't help you, but um, you have to do it yourself. Um, other might say, oh, yes, I will be very help, uh, uh, sorry, I will be very happy to help you out. And, or the other person might say, uh, yes, I can help, but I'm afraid it will be difficult for me to um, to to um, to how can I say to split the time with with, with this with, with my work. So each person has different way of reacting to our request. But you really have to be um, mindful of their context and why they say it in a, in a different way of uh, different way of uh, delivery in their in their speech. So we can't be offended to that, but we just need to react correctly or objectively. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, don't worry about that. Um, I'll, I'll try to figure out how to how to deal with with this. So we don't we can't we can't show like we are angry. We can't show that we are pissed why this person doesn't help you out or why this person basically sound a little bit rude to you and why they are so direct. You can't be like that. So you just need to respect that they are just like this and this is the way of they live their, 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 their cost in the custom of their country and their habit or their culture. And the other person might be a little bit more diplomatic depending on their upbringing as well and their society. So I guess it shows on our behavior and action that um, you care and you respect the way they react to you or they communicate with you. And do you think that women in their sensitivity, they could particularly contribute to this more united world in the way that they are quite, they could be more sensitive to the need of respect of others than men? Yeah, I, I think women have a better sensibility. Um, they can read the room better than men. And I don't know. It's just maybe it's my it's my my my, my point of view. But also as a women, we can try to um, help each other and to basically support each other. And um, by showing our support, we empower each other. So you know, like through our action, through our support, by 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 giving them them helps um, through through you know through daily um, activities. I think that will help. And also women. Uh, will be I don't know maybe it's biased as a woman myself. Uh, they are they they can be a bit more um, aware of the situation. So I, that that that's my point of view. That's that, that's my perspective as a woman myself. Yes, that's great. Thank you for your contribution, Stephanie. <laughs> Would you like to continue, Vladiana? The first thing that actually comes to mind is uh, a book 
that has been a term of reference for me very uh, um, lately, actually, which is uh, the four uh, agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. The first agreement in this book is actually that of um, always being impeccable with your word, which means technically to speak truth, to speak truth about who you are, to stand behind the person that you are, to stand behind your values, to stand behind your principles and to be as authentic and free as possible, actually, in your expression of who you are. So uh, I guess the best thing we can do for the world is actually to bring our own personal touch, to uh, embrace our talents and values and to uh, use them as a contribution by speaking up, by being honest, by saying yes when we mean yes, and by saying a firm no without having to justify ourselves for refusing a certain situation, for instance, which we might sometimes be tempted to do out of uh, politeness or not wanting to hurt other people's feelings. Do you think it's more specific for women? I think so. I think we tend to compromise more because we are just... Uh, trying to keep an environment of peace and uh, a flow, actually, with the world around us, uh, which sometimes can make us uh, vulnerable, actually, to uh, complying to situations. But beyond that, beyond the actual fact of using our voice, of uh, manifesting uh, our person in the society in a very... I mean, I want to say assertive, but that by no means uh, is intended to mean violent or aggressive, but simply sure. being there and standing your ground and being in your power. Um, but there are also many places in the world uh, where women speaking up is probably not the best option for them, but we can still express who we are in many other ways. Um, women by default are creative energy at its best. And uh, that means uh, making art or dancing or writing poetry or uh, doing crafts or, you know, in any way or form, bringing uh, your own creative power and your own uh, imagination, your own uh, form of expression, actually, to enriching the world, because actually we can manifest or we can uh, stand up for who we are in many other ways than just by using our voices. So uh, I would just encourage women everywhere to uh, put themselves out there, to be brave and to show who they are and to be truly unapologetic. I guess that would be the best way in which we can... Uh, make the world better and uh, more united. That's great. Now let's turn to our third question. How can your experiences be a source of motivation or inspiration for other women, whether they live abroad or not? So I'm turning to you, Shireen. You took part in my ninth episode. You are from Egypt and you currently live in Luxembourg. Personally, I don't like, or I, I can see like, I didn't like uh, change so much. Uh, especially when it comes to the comfort zone uh, in terms of family and friends. So if any other woman experiencing the same feeling, 
uh, or feeling difficulty being away from family and friends and starting a, a new life in a new country, I can tell her that there is hope. And eventually, even if you feel that it's a bit difficult at the, at the beginning, it will get better and better and better. From my experience, it wasn't, uh, as I said, as, as, a, as a start, I was like a bit not accepting, you know, I feel like, oh, I feel that I miss my family and friends and that I, this is, I, this, this is my route, you know, I left my route somewhere else. And then the minute I started to, uh, I went to, I did some coaching, you know, on myself. I attended group coaching here in Luxembourg, which was very, very good because I met other women in the same situation. So it helped me a lot to feel that I'm not alone. And the second um, advice or the, the most important advice that I've been given is that you just need to um, be open. And one quote was told to us is like, if, uh, if opportunity doesn't knock, you can build the door, which means that you can always create your own opportunities, uh, create your own circle of friends. You don't have to wait because sometimes if you wait, you won't achieve anything. You just need to take a step and do something about it. Uh, and meet new people and you'll find definitely people in the same situation as you uh, who will be able to help you and definitely this will make your life experience more enjoyable. So I hope this advice can help other women in the same situation. Sure, it can. Thank you. Thank you, Shireen. What about you, Estefania? What's your opinion? Well, I think moving from home is an important decision Sometimes can be risky, but I believe that there's more winning with it than losing. And I personally took this decision to grow in my career, and it surely has payoff. off. Um, in my experience, it's been really amazing. Because most of the time in the positive than the hard times that I have. And it surely, if I had stayed at home, things will go easier, but I'm also sure that it wouldn't be able to learn as much as I did if I hadn't moved. And I think you want, if you want to achieve great things and develop yourself as much as you want, you have to take risks and get out of your comfort zone. And I mean, as an example, I went to Belgium, I did my internship and it was tough. But after that, I applied to the fashion contest that I talk to you in the episode and I'm sure that if I if I didn't move to Belgium and did the internship I will never have the the trust in myself to apply to the fashion contest so I think that I don't know I just encourage other women to take this kind of risk and these decisions in life to be able to grow up in a way that they never thought they can do it okay thank you Could you measure the risk before moving? Yeah, well, first, I think you have the risk that you don't know the country, you don't know the country, the culture, even though if you if you search for it on the internet, it's never the same until you experience it yourself. Also, if you don't speak the language, there you also have other risks, especially in the legal parts. If you have to sign some documents or um, find a house and things like that. But... Overall, I think you have to find a way to to put yourself in, in these uh, situations. And if you move, move forward with it, you will come stronger. So it, it really helps you a lot, not only on your career, but also as a human being. Thank you very much, Estefania. Hello, Aria. Thank you for joining us on 
on this special episode. You took part in my third episode. You were born in India, you lived many years in Nigeria before moving to Montreal, Canada for your studies. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here. And yes, I was there on your episode three where we spoke about my experiences and thank you for having me here. Um, talking about question number three and how my experiences could be a source of inspiration. Growing up, we are always like, we always ask a kid at a really young age, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's always like, do you want to be uh, next Michelle Obama? Do you want to be um, the next Bill Clinton? It's always those questions that arise. But growing up, something I realized is that I don't want to be the next anybody. I want to be the first Arya Rajurkar. And I feel that in itself was something that really pushed me to create my own thing, create something with my own identity, you know, moving from country to country and growing and building myself up. Um, and something I feel that uh, how my experiences could be an inspiration to others is I'm still getting inspired by other people and making sure that I continue to grow and add value to myself and so that I can add value to somebody or some things in the future or an add value back to my community. At the end of the day, it's all about adding value. It's not about, it's not about what you did for the other person or what you gave the other person. It's about how you really made them feel And that is very important when it comes to me and my community. How am, I about, how am I able to make someone feel with my actions and my values that I pour into them? How can I make a difference in their life? And I feel that's something that I've carried along in every step of my life. This has also helped me focus on building a better character for myself. So I'm a more, I'm a more, um, how can I say this? I'm a, I'm a more responsible citizen of the world and I feel it comes from a thought of discipline and learning and just the moment you start learning about yourself and understanding what you need to change about yourself and then pouring in those values and that truly makes a difference so that's something that motivated me and if it motivated me I'm so 100% sure that it will motivate the next person in this room that's wonderful thank you for sharing <laughs> Hello, Axel. You took part in my second episode. You are from France and you currently live in Luxembourg. Uh, I followed my dreams and uh, at least this can be uh, something quite motivating for some people because we all want to achieve our dreams and we just need to follow them and to find this thing on you that uh, this courage to, to go somewhere else and to achieve new things because you know that you will proud of yourself after. So I will just say, yes, achieve your dreams and don't have any regrets. Okay, and the source of motivation, you mean that you you dared um, make your dreams come true and take risks? Uh, yes, because uh, we, we know if we stay in this place, for example, we don't uh, necessarily achieve what we want to achieve in our life and we need to go somewhere else. So we need to challenge ourselves 
to go there and not to stay in the comfort zone. Zone, sorry. Uh, even it's really hard and difficult. But like this, we know that our life will be different, and uh, I think it's. Uh, certainly the most important to be proud of ourselves to have a happy life and don't have any regrets after that's great thank you for sharing axel and finally let's now move to my last question is there any dream you would like to achieve or any wish for the communities around you in a post-covid world i'm now turning to camilla osorio hello camilla You took part in my 10th episode. You come from Colombia and you've been living in Toronto, Canada for five years. What dreams or wishes would you like to express? Basically, at the beginning of the pandemic, we all had to pause our lives because there wasn't. we all had to work from home. Uh, we couldn't go anywhere else. We had to stay uh, at home. Um, everyone was kind of forced to start looking inwards and start kind of looking at their life without all the bluff that we have, like commuting to work or having to meet friends over the weekend because that's usually what you do. Um, and just all these little things in life that you just have to do because they were stopped. You were forced to look inwards and take a closer look at your life and how your life the the core of it how it really looks like and I feel that a lot of people um, really appreciated that process although they didn't choose to go through it and they just had to and, and I'm including myself on this uh, as well and although it, w it could have been a hard process to realize that your life There was things that you had to change, things that you had to prioritize, things that just you were just doing because you were kind of like going with the flow and not because you really wanted to. I think it was an important process and I think it's something that we should do more often. Just take a break, take a pause, see where we're going is where we really want to go. And my wish is that we do it more often and not because a pandemic, a global pandemic forced us to, and that people realize that there are important things in life that go beyond, <clears throat> such as our health, uh, our mental health. Um, and I wish that people realize that there is more to it than just like work, uh, the nonstop. Um, and there is a lot to, a lot of work to do within ourselves as well. Great. And, and you think that um, it will help people maybe to, to connect better to themselves and maybe to connect better to, to others, to be more aware of the world around them, less self-centered, for, for instance? I think that's, that's a nice wish. I would love that to happen. I just think it's really hard because mostly now as things start to, as people say, go back to normal, you see that people essentially are going back to how it was. Um, I do think that some people might have been really moved and changed by all this experience of 
having to stay home and be just with themselves for a while. Things that not a lot of people had the chance to. But but who knows? I feel that we we need to wait to see. Hopefully that is the case and people are kinder to themselves and kinder to to others as well. Great. Would you like to share your opinion about this question, Aria? Yes, I love the question. And um, a lot of people are always talking about how would things get back to normal after COVID. But it comes to a realization that this is the new normal. I don't think we will ever get back to the days where everybody used to carefree. And it's after COVID, it's going to be the it's going to be the new normal, and we just have to get used to it. And uh, talking about a dream in midst of COVID or uh, post COVID, um, just just getting off the topic a little bit. One of my favorite uh, poet is Rupi Kaur. She is um, I don't know if you know about her, but she is um, Indian Canadian. Uh, who writes amazing, amazing poetry. And she has a book of her own and everything. And she has been a third cultural kid. Growing up, I did not identify myself as a third cultural kid. But coming to Canada, I certainly understand the different attributes of the third culture and how I possess them as well. And I feel that it will be, be, be amazing to see young women like me write and voice their own opinion in the form of poetry or in the form of podcast even. And since everybody has been staying home for a really long time, their thinking caps have been on and they've been really trying to think outside the box of how they can truly make a difference. And I have seen my own friends do podcasts and you yourself, you're doing a podcast. And it really shows that experiences do matter. Experiences really do count when it comes to telling stories. We tell stories out of experiences. We we inspire people out of experiences. And it's and that's what I feel I would want to see more of. Or that would be my dream to really enter this world into a podcast, a poetry, a like stand-up poetry. That would be something I would be really interested in. So you would be interested maybe in uh, putting up your own podcast? Well, I would say more towards the poetry side. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Interesting. Thank you for sharing. Very inspiring. And you, Vladiana, what wishes would you like to express for the communities in a post-COVID world? I actually realized very recently that one of the things that we were deprived of during the COVID times was um, personal contact. And by that, I also mean physical contact. Uh, touching a person's hand or shaking hands or giving hugs and whatnot. And those are very basic human needs. We are actually designed to need companionship. We are designed to be social persons. I certainly do hope that we will find a new normal in which these basic elementary uh, things that our bodies actually need and yearn for, such as feeling, you know, human contact onto your skin uh, would be integrated back into our routines. Um, 
there is uh, a quote, uh, I think, uh, that refers to child psychology that says that a child needs four hugs a day for survival, eight hugs a day for maintenance, and 12 hugs a day for growth. And I do not think that that kind of need disappears after we get into a teenage or adulthood. We continue to have the same fundamental need for interaction. So that is one thing that I do certainly hope to see restored. In terms of my personal contribution to the world around me or to my community, uh, when I actually checked that question, the first thing that came to mind is a project that I'm really looking forward to starting soon, which is uh, a project uh, here in Belgium, which is called uh, Racism Unterfeld, which means technically racism unraveled. It is an initiative of the Ministry of Justice of Belgium that looks into the perception and the experiences of racism against um, people of African origin or African descent here in uh, Belgium. As soon as I saw the call for action to this project, I wanted to be a volunteer and I wanted to contribute, mainly because of my background in uh, anthropology, because of course I think it can uh, bring uh, a valuable uh, contribution to uh, these interviews. That, I guess, is something that I would personally like to achieve uh, or to give back to the community, mainly because, of course, I am very fond of uh, the African continent and uh, I also have <laughs> a very deep sense of justice. And to me, racism is probably one of the worst things that uh, can happen to the world because it separates us, it gives us the impression that we cannot overcome our differences. I certainly, yes, like I said, look forward to uh, starting this project, which I hope will be soon. In other words or in other plans or dreams that I have, it's simply for all of us to take from this COVID period that we need to be more careful to our environment, that uh, we are all connected, that indeed our actions can and will impact the well-being and the safety of those around us. If we can just uh, build upon this uh, insight that we've all had over the past year to uh, take other people into consideration, to realize that we are part of uh, something bigger, and that uh, indeed our well-being greatly depends on that of uh, the people around us, that would simply be uh, beautiful, I guess. It would be uh, probably uh, the best thing that can happen to the world. That's beautiful words. <laughs> A mixture of, well, it's, it, it may seem idealistic, but it's very realistic in the meantime. It sure is. Fighting against racism is, is a good way to express your, your word to the world and contribution. Thank you very much, Vladiana. Thank you, Françoise. The variety of your cultural backgrounds and the foreign environment you are or were exposed to live are enlarging of visions of what living abroad for young women can be. 
you shared how we can grow from that experience. Thank you all for your contribution, making this episode so special. I wish you a beautiful summer. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. Would you like to share your experience abroad? Whether you are a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page women underscore abroad underscore on Instagram and women abroad on Facebook. You can also listen to the episodes on my website women-abroad-coaching.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon.